Hi, church family. Welcome to Wednesday night prayer time together. Well, it's December, and December is always, for me, about the birth of Christ. It's a great thing to know that the Lord loves us so much that he came and was born of a virgin, and he lived a life, a pure and spotless life, in order that he might also go to the cross to pay the price for our sins, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I love taking just a moment in time every single December at the very beginning to kind of read through the scriptures, remind me of the story of Christ, the nativity story. And so that's what I want to do with you tonight uh, before we begin our time of prayer is to remind us of the special time and season this is, the time that we worship and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, I want to just take you through some scriptures and remind you of those, and I will dwell on a few of those in, in particular, but I want to go and reference a few as well. The story of Jesus really starts, by, I think, from the Gospel of John. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made through him. And, and so in the beginning, as John puts out in the Gospel of John, the Lord was always there. The Lord Jesus has always been. He was not made. He has always been part of the Godhead, the Trinity that we talk about. And so the Bible tells us, though, that the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit decided once mankind fell in the Garden of Eden and that sin entered the world, that they were going to provide the world a Savior. And the Savior was Jesus, the second person, the Trinity. And so long before Jesus was born here on earth, God himself inspired people to talk about the coming of Christ to be born. Isaiah, a famous prophet in the Bible, in Isaiah 7 14, says these words, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Later on, Isaiah proclaims, For unto us a child is born, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Zechariah, another prophet, said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, the King cometh unto thee. And then we find it came time. The prophets had proclaimed the coming of Christ, as we know, as John tells us in retrospective, uh, saying because he knew the Lord as he walked here on earth. He said that the Lord had always been, and he was waiting to come to be the Savior for mankind. The time had came there, there waiting that moment in Nazareth when the Lord came to a, a virgin girl named Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greetings might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to the word. And the angel departed from her. Amazing situation. A young lady uh, is met with an angel. And the angel said, All the things that have been prophesied about the coming Messiah, the becoming Savior, is coming, it's going to come true. And it's coming true. And you're going to be a part of it. You're going to bear and carry the Son of God. Instead of her just backing away from the moment saying, Oh, Lord, I can't do this. I'm not able to do this. I really appreciate Mary's heart on this issue because other times all through Scripture, we'll find people making excuses when God's called them to a task. Like, Lord, I'm not capable or I'm not able or I'm not, I don't have the ability to do this. And Lord will equip them. But they always have these uh, reasons why the Lord shouldn't pick them. Mary didn't do that. Mary just said, oh, okay. As the Lord has said, let it be as he has said. What a wonderful testimony. When we come to times in our life, when we are faced with things that the Lord wants us to do, let us take Mary's approach, even if it feels I mean, overwhelming. I mean, she's going to bear the Son of God. I mean, and and not even, she's never been a mother before. And just the fact of how does that feel? What is it going to be like? She didn't ask all those questions. She just trusted the Lord. It's an amazing testimony for us about how we should live our life, just trusting and believing in the Lord daily. And so she goes and meets with her, uh, meets with Elizabeth, a relative. And then as Elizabeth was talking to her and as, uh, and also as uh, she was being able to tell Elizabeth what was going on, she's overwhelmed and, and uh, she realizes that she's carrying the Lord again. And she has this, a certain praise that comes forth out of her lips. We find this in Luke chapter one, verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all the generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hunger with good things. Uh, he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. I love her words. She basically says, Lord, you've been good to me. And I love you and I appreciate it. And I am part of now the historical record of your children, Israel. And she is so thankful to be used by the Lord and be used in this manner. Now, would it be easy? No. Would it be difficulties? Yes. Will it be people saying things about her? For sure. Because no one has ever saw a lady get pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit before. The only way they know someone being pregnant is that a man and woman would come together. And so there'd be all kinds of things being said about her, said about Joseph, but she's celebrating that she is carrying the Son of God. She's carrying the incarnate God, God the God-man, the one who was going to come to save uh, her and her people and us and, and, our, and us from our sins as well. 
And so uh, later on, we find in, in chapter two of Luke is it, that we see Mary and Joseph having traveled to Bethlehem to take a census, to be able to be counted by the government. And, uh, and then also we find there in chap uh, chapter two, verse eight, that the angels come and show up to the shepherds. And here's what they say. For unto you is born the day in the city of David, a savior who is called the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the shepherds went straight away, found the babe, found Mary and Joseph, and they worshipped him. Now later on, a few years later, Mary and Joseph stays in the area. And later on, we find in Matthew, uh, the story of the wise men. And the wise men saw the, the night that the Savior was born and the star there. They saw a star rise in the east and got their attention. So they made their way to find this new king, the one that's been talked about, the one that's going to be the king of all kings. They wanted to come and worship the king. And so they made their way into um, into town and went to Jerusalem. They found the king of that time, King Herod, and they told him that they were looking for the king that was born. And that got him all concerned. And so he basically said, you go and find that king and tell me so I can come and worship him as well. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to find Jesus and kill Jesus. So the wise men, they kept looking and they saw the star again. It led them to Bethlehem. And now Jesus is a little bit older. He's a child at this time. He's not a baby in the manger at this time. And we find the story about the wise men. Here's what it says. So they went diligently and searched for the child. And when they had found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that had, had seen when it arose went before them until it came to the rest of the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod they departed to their own country by another way it's funny uh, how the Lord that's not funny that's not a good word I guess I'm, I shouldn't have said funny it's an amazing thing how the Lord works he brings uh, the Son of God into the world in humble means by a carpenter's son and a virgin young lady called Mary and they live in Bethlehem and he fulfills every scripture that has been sent forth by the prophets before. And they knew they would be born in Bethlehem because the prophets of old had spoke they would be born in Bethlehem. And these uh, wise men from the east found him and came and they worshipped him. And they fell down and gave praise to him. Now, there's more to the story than just this. We learn that after Jesus is, starts growing up, he starts his own ministry. And he lives his life in such a way that he shows that he is truly the living God. He dies upon the cross in order that we might be able to be forgiven. He wasn't just a savior for the people of Israel there. He was a savior for all mankind who believed upon him. I'm thankful for the story of um, the nativity story because it reminds, reminds us that God cared enough to come to earth. And I'm also very grateful that the story doesn't end just there. That the Lord lived his life. He lived in such a way that he could die for us and pay the price for our sins. And so tonight, I want you to be thankful uh, that we know that we serve a Savior who came to save us, 
who loved us and lived in the same way that we lived, took on flesh in order that they might feel the things that we feel and be tempted the way that we would be tempted. But always he was pure and holy and kept his life that way in order that he might be that perfect sacrifice for you and for me. So tonight, I just want us to have a prayer of thanksgiving, and then I want to share a few more uh, simple prayer requests with you after we get done praying together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for tonight. We thank you for your grace and your kindness and your goodness. We're so thankful that, dear Lord, we know that uh, you love us because you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come, the second person of the Trinity, to live on this earth and die for our sins, and that whoever believes in you shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so, Lord, we want to ask you, Lord, to help us tonight to always just remember that the reason for Christmas is Christ. The reason for Christmas is Christ. Help us, dear Lord, I'll never take him out of Christmas because Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without him. As we travel to and fro and pick up gifts for our friends and family members, let us be reminded the greatest gift that ever was given to mankind was Jesus Christ coming into the world and him paying the price for our sins. Father, thank you for your love and your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, another note, I want you to be aware that there's so many people we need to pray for in our church family, especially pray for Steve Wood. Uh, he is going through therapy. Uh, he had a stroke last week, and he's uh, trying to get some of his special fine-tuned motor skills back, and so we pray for a full recovery for him. Um, I was um, received some, or actually I was taken aback when I received some news about my mom and dad coming down with COVID. And so pray for them. They're in their 70s. Uh, they both have some issues, some underlying issues that would be um, be hard for them to, um, well, underlying issues that's going to cause it to be harder to get over COVID. And so if you don't mind praying for my family, I'd appreciate that greatly. Also continue to pray for our shut-ins, all the people that's home during this time and season. It can be a very joyful time for many people, or it can be a very lonely time for many people. So pray for those you know that are alone. Call them, communicate with them, and let them know you love them. God bless you guys. Have a great night. Uh, again, I uh, appreciate y'all. Blessings. Merry Christmas.